everybody. This is Jennifer Strickland. I am your host to the I Am A Woman podcast, and I'm super excited to share with you this message today. So we are on a hunt for the meaning and definition of the word woman. Well, interestingly, this has led me to Proverbs. I don't know about you, but I have read the book of Proverbs over and over and over again in my life, and you really should. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. It's a really good idea to read at least one chapter a day or just one single proverb a day. Uh, It's kind of an interesting coincidence that it aligns exactly with the choices that we see in the Garden of Eden. So today I'm going to be talking about the wise woman and the foolish woman, and I want you to think about which one you are. I bet you're already saying, I am the wise woman. (laughs) Well, we all want to be the wise woman, but sometimes we act like a fool. So we're going to be talking about the differences between these two women and why they are so upheld right here in the center of our Bibles in the book of Proverbs, which really was written a long time ago and should be closer to the life of Solomon, who wrote this book. Uh, Solomon was David's son, and the way that the book is written is it sounds basically like a dad is giving advice to his son. So he wrote it for his son to warn him about the foolish woman and tell him instead to find a wise woman. (laughs) So we know that biblically speaking, the Holy Spirit has some feminine characteristics, right? The Holy Spirit is considered the breath. The woman's name means breath or means life. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the helper. God called woman the helper. And so again, in Proverbs, we see, especially in the Proverbs 31 woman, the personification of wisdom, the personification of the Holy Spirit, which you're going to see was also at the creation in the beginning. So I hope you're interested in this because the truth is, is that every single one of us wants to be wise. Um, And every single one of us can act like a fool. And the more you read Proverbs, the more you understand the characteristics of the foolish woman or the foolish person and the wise person or the wise woman. So, and all along, I want you to think about the choices that we get in the garden. In fact, let's actually start really quickly there. We know that in the garden, God gave Adam and Eve a choice to follow his ways, to choose him or to go their own way and to choose their own way, right? He gave them the choice to eat from the tree of life or the tree of good and evil. He told them not to eat from the tree of actually it's good and bad to be to be really, really clear in the original Hebrew. But it, he said, look, you can, you can eat from the tree of good and bad, um, but I, you don't. Don't do it. Um, or you can just enjoy the abundance that I have given you and remember my commands and honor my commands. And we know we know the result. Okay, so the wise women and the foolish women, how are they different? We're going to take a quick ride through the book of Proverbs. Okay, here we go. Proverbs. Number one, we know from the very beginning, we kind of get this little 
this little description at the very beginning. The purpose of Proverbs, it says, is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise, to live disciplined and successful lives, to do what is right, just, and fair, to give you insight, knowledge, and discernment. And it basically says that the wise who listen to the Proverbs will become wiser, okay? And so right away, it lays the foundation in Proverbs 1-7 that fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So right away, we find out to be wise, you have to fear God, okay? To be a fool, you actually despise wisdom, which is the fear of God, And you despise discipline, okay? And what we're going to find out is that the foolish woman lacks discipline. She lacks discipline over her mouth, over her money, and over her sexuality, okay? So that's what we're going to see with the foolish woman. But the wise woman fears God, okay? So right away, a fool is someone who basically despises the fear of God, who does not fear God, and the wise person fears God. So if you fear God, you're in good good shape. If you don't fear God, you might be a fool. (laughs) Okay, so basically, that's what we're going to see here. And look, all of us have been a fool at one time or another, right? We have to humble ourselves on that. We've all been fools. And these are two choices that we can choose anytime, just the way that Adam and Eve can choose it in the garden. So we can choose it anytime. So What is a woman? Well, let's look at the wise woman and let's look at the foolish woman. Okay, number one, we're going to find out that both of them shout. What does that mean? Okay, both of them raise their voices in the streets. Okay, so I'm having a vision all of a sudden of a woman's march with a bunch of women shouting and raising their voices in the streets. I'm having like pictures in my head of women doing reels and speaking on Instagram. And what are they doing? They are raising their voice in the public square. They're shouting in the street. That's what they're doing. Okay. Remember that a woman's woman's name, the name woman means breath of fire. The way a woman is going to actually express her womanhood is through her words through her words. So the wisdom shouts in the street. She cries out in the public square. What is she shouting? She is calling for people to follow her. She is calling for people to follow her. So wisdom calls to the crowds and goes, how long, you people, are you going to be so simple-minded? How how long are you going to mock others, right? I will share my heart with you, and I will make you wise. So the wise woman is actually calling people to follow her, okay? We're going to find out the foolish woman does the same thing. Okay, they're both shouting in the streets, but she begins to talk about the fool versus the wise. She says, the fool hated knowledge. They chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice, paid no attention when I corrected them. Okay, the fool spurns correction. That's like a key. Okay, that's a key to the wise woman and the foolish woman. So what do you do when someone corrects you? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh, what do you do when someone corrects you? If you cannot handle correction, if you cannot handle someone who fears the Lord actually correcting you, then you might actually be acting a fool. 
Okay, And so right away, what we see here is that the fool will not listen to knowledge and wisdom, will refuses the fear of God and refuses correction. It says she paid no attention to when, when, when wisdom corrected her. Therefore, they have to eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. There we go. We're back in the garden again. There is... E- There's Eve eating the bitter fruit of going her own way, choking on her own schemes. So the fool is the one who in that moment chooses to go their own way. They eat the bitter fruit of living their own way and choking on their own schemes. But all who listen to wisdom live in peace. And if you think about wisdom as the Holy Spirit, because you're going to find out wisdom was there at the beginning, um, all who listen to the Holy Spirit will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Then you start seeing in Proverbs 2 the benefits of wisdom. It says that wisdom is a shield. Wisdom is a guard. And wisdom, wisdom is a protection. Right away, I have the vision of Azar, the Azar Connecto, when God said he's going to need someone who would help him, who would rescue him, who would shield him, who would protect him like the ribs protect the heart. And obviously, man protects woman. That's one of his main roles, right? But woman also protects him spiritually. She's a shield to him and a guard to him just as much as he is to her. What does wisdom do? for us? What is Lady Wisdom in the Bible? Who is she? She's a shield. She's a guard. She's a protector. And one who is shielded by her will be kept safe. Uh, If you keep going in Proverbs 2.16, it says, wisdom will save you. Wisdom will actually save you just the way in Azair, just the way a woman can save. Actually, um, my husband talked to a friend uh, from high school who he hadn't talked to in a really long time, and he had been going his own way and doing his own thing, and he met his wife, and he said, a good woman will save your life. That's what he said about a good woman. A good woman will save your life. This woman is a good woman. (laughs) She will save your life. And what does she save you from? Ooh, she saves you from the foolish woman. The scriptures say wisdom will save you from the immoral woman. The good woman will save you from the immoral immoral woman whose seductive words are promiscuous. Last time on the podcast, I listed from Healthline the 67 ways girls can identify their sexuality. Okay, When a woman's sexuality becomes the emphasis of her life, what happens to her? What happens to her? She's going to end up experimenting with all these different sexual encounters because she's supposed to figure it out and and she's supposed to experiment with it and check it out. Well, that can lead to promiscuity. Well, promiscuity hurts people. (laughs) Sexual encounters 
with many people hurt people. And that's what you're going to see that happens in the book of Proverbs. And you can talk to any girl who was extremely promiscuous, and she will tell you about the pain that that actually caused. Well, the other pain that it can cause is it can destroy a man's life. So it says here that wisdom will save you from the seductive what? The seductive words of the promiscuous woman. Again, how does Eve make the agreement with the serpent with her words? How does woman hurt a man or draw him away from his words? wife. Actually, it's with her words. She's abandoned her husband. She ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. Okay, so here we're talking about the promiscuous woman, which is basically the penultimate foolish woman. The the foolish woman throughout Proverbs, she can't control her tongue, She can't control her money. She's not a wise manager. She has no self-control, and she has no self-control over her body. She basically is a picture of the flesh. The wise person is the picture of the Holy Spirit. The foolish woman is the picture of the flesh. And her way, the scriptures say, lead to the grave lead to the grave. I was talking to somebody the other day who I was telling them about this concept. And they were telling me about some, I can't remember who it was, and I I wouldn't want to name him anyway, but some rapper or whatever. And he was walking with God, and next thing you know, he met a woman. He met a seductive woman who basically seduced him and brought him into this whole other identity, which he has now, which you can hear in all of his rap songs, <laughs> okay? And she, in her promiscuity, completely drug him away from his faith in the Lord, and now he's a completely changed man. Just the way that a wise woman can save your life, a foolish woman can destroy your life. And that's basically the message of Proverbs. And And that's why Solomon is telling his son, stay away from these kind of women. He says, entering her house leads to death. It is the road to the grave. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. That is how powerful the seductive woman is. And that is why the Proverbs warns against her over and over. So when we're talking about what is a woman, okay, well, there's the wise woman, and then there's the foolish woman, and the penultimate foolish woman is the promiscuous woman, is the is the woman who leads men also away from their wives. Gosh, that to me... That conjures up the images or the thought, not that I don't ever look at it, but what pornography is. What is pornography? It is women who are seducing men to look away from their wives. It's really sad. Um, he, it, the, the scriptures are so clear is that you're to find your wife satisfying, Right, that's all over Proverbs and Song of Solomon. But the foolish woman will destroy a man, will absolutely destroy him and lead him down to paths of death. So there's two women. There's the wise woman and the foolish woman. Wisdom in Proverbs 3 is more profitable than silver. Her wages are better than gold. She's more precious than rubies. Well, if you know the Proverbs very well, you also know that a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. She is more precious than 
rubies. So as we're studying what the Bible says about women, we understand that wisdom is personified as a woman who is more precious than rubies, more precious than jewels, that that the man who finds her finds a good thing. It says that wisdom is a tree of life to those that embrace her. Here we are in Genesis 1 through 3. What is wisdom? It's the fear of God. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's a tree of life. In other words, happy are those who hold her tightly. They will have a good and satisfying life. So we have these two choices every single day. It is the same exact choices of the garden. We have the choice to embrace the tree of life, the tree of the, 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 the life that God gives us, which is marriages between a man and a woman. It's sacred, right? Or We can have this other path that we choose. We can choose to go our own way in which we have, we ignore the covenant. We ignore the covenant that we make with God. We ignore the covenant that we make with man and we just become promiscuous and we basically spread our sexuality around. Well, we know what has happened to the generation of girls from the feminist movement that taught them have sex like a man, go about there. I mean, if men can have it, you can have it. What ended up happening? What ended up happening to all of those girls? That's where these girls ended up with poor body image by giving their bodies away. That's where girls ended up with cutting and with self-harm and with depression that was a result of their abortions that they had. Those are the kind of women and girls our ministry deals with all the time. Girls that were exposed to pornography, that girls that took part in stripping or whatever else, the struggle to get back their identity because it was a road that led to death. Obviously, through Christ, that road can be changed and it can be made new. But there are two women of the Bible. There's two women. There's the wise woman. There's the foolish woman. So the ultimate fool is the promiscuous woman, where the ultimate wise woman is the noble woman of Proverbs 31 that we get to here at the end. Okay, so again, you keep seeing this garden that that wisdom is a tree of life to those that embrace her. She's going to have a long life. There's all these promises with, with fearing God. But there's this same theme that goes over and over and over again. I had a Hebrew uh, scholar challenge me on my definition of woman and say, find other places in the Bible where it says that woman's name means breath of fire. Well, right here in Proverbs, how does she seduce the man with her breath? And you're going to see this again and again. Proverbs 5, 3, for the lips of the immoral woman are as sweet as honey. Her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter as poison, as dangerous as the double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. So how does she lead a man to the grave? With her lips, with her language, (laughs) with her language. Okay. We talked last week about loaded language that gets girls to focus on their sexuality as the main source of their identity. Mm, I'm wondering if that's the wise woman or if that's the foolish woman behind that. Because as soon as a girl is focused on her sexuality as her identity, that road leads to death. That road leads to the abortions. 
that road leads to heartbreak. That road leads to pain. Her steps lead straight to the grave. The interesting thing about this, she cares nothing about the path of life. She doesn't care about following God. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. And we're not judging her for that because most of us were that person at one point, right? We were the person that really didn't care about the path of life. I didn't even know about the path of life personally. I didn't even really know about it or care about it, okay? Uh, She cares, and I wasn't, you know, this woman who was drawing men away, but at the same time, I was a fool because I didn't fear God. I didn't care about the path of life at all. Okay, she doesn't care about the path of life. And that's what people who are Christians need to understand about girls that are in this struggle. They don't really care about the path of life. The Proverbs really don't mean anything to them. Until the Holy Spirit makes a difference in their lives, until God interject, intersects their path, and until God shows you, shows them how much he loves them and who he is, then and they want that, then they're gonna care about the path of life. But these women they don't care. They don't care about it at all. And hey, that's that that's where most of us were at one point in our lives, right? She doesn't care about the path of life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. That's Proverbs 5, 6. The interesting thing about the foolish woman is that she doesn't even realize it. She doesn't even realize it. So when a wise person tries to correct her, she she hates them for it. And that's what you're going to find out in the Proverbs. She hates them for it. She refuses knowledge. She refuses the fear of God. She refuses instruction. And she actually hates and runs away from anyone who is trying to give her that admonishment. So that's a foolish woman. It says, don't even go near the door of her house. If you do, you'll lose your honor and you will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. What ha- what he's telling the, the son is that you'll even lose your money. If you go after this woman, if you follow the immoral woman, in the end, you will experience anguish, utter ruin, and public disgrace. Wow. Now listen to what he says. I want to I want to bring this up even though it's an instruction from a father to a son because it really relates to what we were talking about last week, which is the loaded language of the 67 different forms of sexuality that these girls can choose. Listen to what it says. This is what the father says to the son. If you want to be wise, drink from your own well. Share your love with only your wife. Okay. This whole 67 ways to have different uh, sexual identities or whatever they're calling it, the, the Proverbs, God is not confusing. He doesn't give us 67 ways. He gives us one way that is safe. He says, look, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets having sex with just anyone. You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. It's really that simple. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She's a loving doe, a graceful deer, blah, 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 blah. Why be captivated by an immoral woman? And it goes on with some pretty uh, clear language about 
her body and stuff. So you can read that on your own. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They're ropes that catch and hold him. So in the beginning, her voice is smoother than oil, is sweeter than honey, but in the end, it's a noose. So when you see, like, for me, why do I have, like, images of, like, Nicki Minaj right now? <laughs> like, not that I know her and she may know God and that's between her and God, what she does with her booty. But let me just say, is these women, Beyonce and all of them, that they're just hypersexuality in the culture, it's smoother than oil. It's sweeter than honey. It looks really good in the beginning, but the Bible says it leads to death. Because if girls imitate those women in the culture, what ends up up happening. They end up in the abortion clinics. They end up with this the the baby out of wedlock. They end up with broken marriages. If you live the message that those women are portraying, it ends up leading to dark places and to death. And it, there's a really good book. I'm really hoping to have this lady on the podcast, uh, Louise Perry. She wrote a book about this, about how the feminist movement, like, uh, it's obviously not all feminists, right? But how this movement ended up leading women really like away from their homes and like away from marriage and away from that concept of man and woman and raising a family and how in the end it didn't pay off well, that the girls were more depressed than ever, that they were self-harming more than ever, that they were suicidal more than ever. I mean, the recent CDC study that showed that you know, 67%, I think it was 67%. I should, I'll link to the study to make sure I, have, I don't have that facts, those facts in front of me right now. But such a huge percentage of girls were depressed and have suicidal ideation. That is actually, it says they will, they will die because of their foolishness. That's what the Bible basically says. They're staggering down a crooked trail that leads straight to the grave, and they don't even know it. And so this encouragement for these daughters, these girls who are made in God's image, even if they don't believe in Him, they are made in God's image. They're created by His hand to go out and determine all these crazy sexual identities, this loaded language of the culture. I talked about loaded language in the last one. If you don't know about loaded language and how it's used to reform and how create mind control in a culture, Definitely listen to that one because this all this sexual and gender identity stuff is creating mind control in the culture to get girls focused on the wrong thing, on the wrong thing, which is what? Their sexuality. That is not your identity. That is not what girls should be focused on. Because if that becomes the thing that they're supposed to explore and expand, it leads to hell. It leads to death. It leads to pain. It leads to heartbreak. It leads to broken relationships and it leads to broken families. And that is why you see the Bible raise up a standard for the wise woman and the foolish woman, which is the promiscuous woman. <laughs> the promiscuous woman leads to the grave for her and for the man and for the men and for the men. So let me just um, wrap this up by reminding you that the way that the promiscuous woman lures people in is with the breath of her mouth. It is with her, the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. He says, do not, the, the, the scriptures are so clear, stay away from her. 
It's just like a father saying to his son, just like my husband has said many times to our sons, stay away from this kind of woman. Stay away. Stay away. Because her road leads to the grave. So I want you, if you're a young woman listening to this day, even an older one, I want you to think about this. Which one are you? Which one are you? And it's not just that the foolish woman doesn't control her sexuality, although that's a huge part of it. She also doesn't control her tongue. This is where God gets me every time, okay? Because I have control over my sexuality. That was something I got control over a long time ago. I am completely faithful. I'll be completely faithful to the day I die. That's not going to be a problem for me. And I have guards around that. Okay, I don't, that's not my problem. My problem is I don't have self-control over my tongue and over the things that I say. And so that is also a hallmark of the fool. And so as much as I fear God, which the Bible says, that's the beginning of wisdom, okay, I also have to learn to have self-control over other things, people who don't have self-control over alcohol. Well, one of the ways to get self-control over your tongue is to quit drinking, is to quit drinking. That's I recently quit drinking, and that was like the best decision for me, and it has helped me to have self-control over other areas of my life, right? The fool also does not manage money well. So that is convicting as well. And so I'm not trying to point out promiscuous girl, girls or anything like that. I'm saying any one of us can be a fool. Any, of us, any one of us can choose one tree over the other. But it says, can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is with a man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. The man who commits adultery is a fool and he destroys himself. So what is the woman's name? Breath of fire. Right there in Proverbs 6, 24 through 32, we see what can happen when she doesn't have, she doesn't fear God. When she doesn't fear God, she will use her tongue to flatter and to lure men. And it's like putting hot coals into their lap. And he ends up destroying himself. So if you need to play this podcast for your young son, please do, because this is advice. Let me let me finish up Lady w- Wisdom versus Lady Folly. This is such a big study. I don't think I can really get through all of it today, but he goes on to show that there's two women calling a hearing, okay? There's two women. The one seduces him with her pretty speech. That's Proverbs 7, 21. She seduces men with her pretty speech, okay? And all of her language, all of her things that she says, Okay, she pulls that man in and ends up destroying him. It says her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. That's the fool. That's the promiscuous woman. Then you have wisdom and she calls for a hearing at the top of Proverbs 8. Wisdom calls out and understanding raises her voice. So why am I doing this podcast? I am saying, look, this is wisdom. This is wisdom. Okay, and I'm raising my voice. 
I'm raising my voice about this gender ideology, this whole sexual identity movement, and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That is not a healthy place for a girl to get her identity. That is not stable. That's not stable. As they say, it's fluid. It's fluid. Where, where, When you place your identity on your fear of God, that's wise. And that will help you choose between those two trees. And we won't always do it right. We won't always do it right. But those that, that fear God choose life. We choose life as much as we can. And I guess that would be my prayer and my hope for all of us, including me, that I would choose life with the words of my mouth, with the way that I make people feel, so that I make sure that I am a like a well of living water, that I am refreshing, not a bitter poison, right, with my tongue. And that would be my hope for all of the women, you have daughters, you have sons, is that we would choose life with all of the things, whether it's our finances, whether it's self-control over our bodies, self-control over our tongue. So let me just finish with this. The wisdom in the end, she calls for a hearing and she says, look, everything I'm saying is right. That's what she's saying. Everything I'm saying is right. There's no deception. There's nothing crooked. See, there's nothing crooked in the word of God about how he made us. There's nothing deceiving. There's nothing confusing about how he made us. There might be some mysteries, right? Even he says that the the way of a man with a maiden is it's a mystery, right? Man and woman, it's a mystery, okay? But it's not crooked. It's not confusing, and it doesn't lead to death, okay? It doesn't lead to death. So she says, look, my words are plain with anyone who has understanding. There's no perverse speech in me. And rulers who lead with wisdom and nobles who lead with wisdom, they make righteous judgments, right? But fools, they don't pervert. They pervert the ways of God. Foolish rulers pervert the ways of God. And we've seen some of those in our day. Um, She goes on to say that the Lord formed me from the very beginning before he created anything else. This is wisdom speaking. Going back to Genesis 1. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past before the earth began. I was born, wisdom says, I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters. So you have images of Genesis 1, which we've spent so much time in Genesis 1, when God created in the beginning, God created, and the Spirit hovered. And wisdom here is saying, this one that is personified as a woman is saying, I was there from the very beginning, before the earth was ever, ever created, before he set limits to the seas. Right before he marked off the earth's foundations, I was his constant delight. I was rejoicing always in God's presence. How happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. Wisdom rejoices with the family, with the human family. So anything that is trying to destroy the family must come from the fool not from the wise, because the wise rejoices in the human family. That's pretty awesome. Wisdom builds her house. The foolish woman 
The wise woman builds her house. The foolish woman tears it down with her own hands and with her tongue. So again, the Proverbs is very clear. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. So if you you do not have fear of the Lord, if you don't have a relationship with God, but you want to be wise or you think you're wise, I would start here. I would start in the Proverbs and I would say to myself, I better fear God. I better take a look at this. I better take a look at this. Because the fool leads to the grave, leads to shoal, right? Leads to death, leads to the dark place, leads to hell. But the wise person's journey begins with the fear of the Lord and it leads to life. At the very end of Proverbs, folly calls for a hearing. So wisdom calls for a hearing in Proverbs 8. And then in Proverbs 9, folly calls for a hearing. So wisdom is saying, I'm calling out. I'm crying out. I'm trying to say, this is the way to life. And then folly comes out. She's brash. She's ignorant and doesn't even know it, right? She's wise in her own eyes. She sits in her doorway on the heights overlooking the city, calls out to men going by, minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges them. Okay. Well, I'm having visions of TikTok. (laughs) I'm having visions of TikTok. Her guests are in the depths of the grave. So what you're going to see on social media and what you're going to see on TikTok is you're going to see a bunch of foolish women and fools, foolish men calling out saying, come on, come follow me. Stolen water is sweet. But he doesn't know that his path leads to the grave. And you're going to see a bunch of women. This is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. You're going to see a bunch of women Christian women calling out and men calling out on social media and saying, hello, this is not the way to life. This is not the way to life. This leads to death. This leads to the dark place. And I want to guide you into the way of life. So the people you're listening to really matter. And both of them call out. Both of them cry out. And both of them say, follow me. So right now, if you are a Christian woman, I want to challenge you to use your voice and call out. Don't let the enemy silence you because all the fools are calling out. All the fools are calling out on TikTok and social media for kids to follow them. Come my way. Come my way. The way of sexuality, which leads to death. And The wise person is also supposed to be calling out. So Christians being silent at a time like this is not good because wisdom cries out in the public square. Wisdom raises her voice in the public square and shows young people the way to life. And so that's my challenge for you today. Okay, it's been great having you on the podcast. I am a woman and my name means life. 